Before we get started, is there anything uh, you don't want us to bring up, Tynan? Uh, no, <laughs> everything is a fair game, dude. Okay, you're going to regret that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf and Dog Street, joined as always by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? I am having a rip rocking good time watching some animal cruelty PSAs in honor of our topic yep. today. Um, not to spoil it, but that was the last thing I did before we started recording. So I'm literally looking right now. If I look over at my TV, there's just like a very sad cat looking back at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you like that kind of shit. <laughs> Sick fuck. Um, yeah, uh, I want to point out, I thought we were recording and we weren't, but. Uh, off mic uh tommy started to ask me how my trip is going and then so it goes oh wait i'll wait till we're on because uh <laughs> as he said he doesn't want to spend one second one not waste one second of our conversation just for the two of us um mm-hmm. nothing private nope we gotta be making all kinds of cash off of our banter um <laughs> I am in uh, New Orleans, as some people call it. Apparently, uh, say Nolans, and apparently people here don't say that, and they're very <laughs> offended by uh, people doing that. So I'm trying to stop. Uh, I feel like shit, and uh, I've been eating and drinking seemingly nonstop for four days and uh, just uh, completely forgot that we have a podcast and uh, and remembered we're releasing this a day late i apologize because i i compl- i thought that it was the weekend all week so that's the <laughs> that's what's going on over here i went to a voodoo museum yesterday Ooh. uh and what's funny is so the voodoo museum is two rooms very shittily composed mm. uh about the history of voodoo and most of the plaques have the same misspelled information on all of them <laughs> And it's uh it's it costs uh nine dollars or no ten dollars to get in. We went to the jazz museum, which is like a giant building with all this cool shit in it and like all these great exhibits, and that was eight dollars. Also, the voodoo museum is the only place that uh strictly enforced the mask policy, which I was grateful for. Uh because mm. everywhere else here is like the, it's like the wild west, but uh i'm i'm excited to uh this was a weird city to listen to sarah mclaughlin <laughs> mclaughlin in. uh let's introduce our de- our guest here yes um, so excited um yes. yeah one of my favorite people to talk about music with and uh i saw him recently he was like we got to talk about the sarah mclaughlin album i'm like thank the lord because no one else has pitched her and it seems like someone we should talk about this yes. is uh i love this guy tyne delong aka tyno hey, <laughs> Tino, Tino, you can call me Tino, man. I love it. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I thought of a fun name for you guys as well. You know, anyone Ooh. ever called you a uh, TNT Music Factory? Oh, oh I yeah, love man. that. That's like awesome. <laughs> so I'm thinking that's what I want to call you guys. Oh, TNT Music Factory. Change the game. Change the name of the damn podcast. We just made a new T-shirt. Oh wait, we did just make a new T-shirt. <laughs> I forgot we were gonna have merch available soon. Uh, our buddy Trey made uh, t-shirts, but you know what? We might have to throw those in the trash and get this TNT. <laughs> we have thousands of them that we are just gonna throw away <laughs> for this overseas. new idea. <laughs> no, no, let's throw them away. <laughs> Don't want to confuse anybody. Um, yeah, I, I, I was. Uh, yeah, we're grateful that this is what we're talking about today. I don't know. I'm, yeah. shocked, I'm shocked nobody's ever pitched her before. I'm not. 
<laughs> I think Sarah McLaughlin's flying under everyone's radar, and uh, it's time she gets some due respect. Mm-hmm. It's time to give McLaughlin her flowers. I say, <laughs> yes. you know, I uh, I've had it up to here with the lack of McLaughlin respect, and I am so excited to talk about her. There's lots of people I could have talked about, but I'm going with McLaughlin. That's mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's 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 the one. Now I gotta. I got to come up, uh, come clean up top. I'm kind of mostly a fan of one Sarah McLaughlin album. I'm not a career long mm. fan of Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, so I don't know how many people come on the podcast kind of uh, with a one album wonder kind There's of deal. A lot. But a lot. Yeah. One, one, I mean, one album is better than most <laughs> yeah. people yeah. coming on here knowing two songs. Some people don't have two, <laughs> two songs and half an anecdote. Talking yeah, about, yeah. Let's yeah. talk for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and, then they, and then we people get mad at us for waffling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got to. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, yeah, I, just a warning. If you guys hear screaming in the background, it's Shane Torres doing a podcast in the room next door. He did say to say hello, by the way. Shane Train? Yeah. Give, give him a throw him a fat hello from me. <laughs> we call him Shane Train. It's a fun nickname. It's good. I like <laughs> yeah. it. I don't know how you came up with it, but it's good. <laughs> I don't think I did, but you know. <laughs> pretend like you did. But what's up, Shane? Um, so yeah, I am uh I'm enthused to talk about Sarah and uh, thank you guys for, for letting oh, yeah. me talk. About oh, of course. Uh, we're excited. Uh, so you, uh, you said that it's one album that uh, you it's primarily one album. go for. And that album yes. is called, uh, wait, what is that album called? It's, it's right. called 1997 surfacing baby. Yes, there it, is. there it is. It's the big one. It's the one. Uh, it's the one for me. Um, this what this dropped in 97. At that time, I was listening to strictly hip hop and electronica. This is the big uh, electronica boom in 97. So Mm -hmm. Daft Punk, you know, Chemical Brothers, Mm -hmm. Prodigy, and then just tons of hip hop. Uh, And so really my listening habits didn't extend much outside of that, um, except for surfacing surfacing got me and uh i think this is the only album that my mother and i could enjoy um i think it was i think this is the only album that i listened to during my high school duration that the two of us were on the same page about (laughs) and you know i think this is uh 90s the late 90s you know it was a hot time for uh what i'm gonna call mom rock you know, uh, and I, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but you know, you had uh, you got your Sarah McLaughlin, your Cheryl Crow, Cheryl Sean Crow. Colvin, Jewel, Lisa Loeb, my girl, Lisa Loeb, you know, basically the entire little fair lineup, you know, yes. it's just popping off at this time, yes. And um, you know, I think this uh, out of that bunch, Sarah McLaughlin surfacing was the one that just grabbed me, hooked me, and uh. I love it. I love it so much. I think it's a um, a tremendous album, and I don't think it gets, you know, the due respect that it deserves. I, you know, no one's doing like you know twenty year commemorative pieces on uh, surfacing. <laughs> you know, uh, I I've never seen you know Bon Iver do a cover of a Sarah McLaughlin song, or you know, I think it needs that that bump. I think you know 
Lana Del Rey or the Fleet Foxes or someone from the indie community needs to do a cover of a Sarah McLachlan song Mm -hmm. to give it that bump and make heads aware that, hey, she's a great songwriter. She's got some great songs. And, you know, I think uh, that would make me happy. So, you know, I I do think she uh, this album in particular kind of gets swept under the rug in the uh, critical canon. And um, I think it's a banger. Um, really fast, just because you brought it up already. Yeah, uh, Lilith Fair. Uh, I did not know she founded Lilith Fair. Um, <clears throat> and I I found this great list of uh fun ten fun facts for uh for Sarah McLaughlin's fiftieth birthday, and <laughs> one of them was uh, she's the founder of Lilith Fair, and uh, the way this is written, I really like. But uh, so Lilith Fair took place over the summers of '97 to '99. In addition to a 2010 revival, the festival raised over 10 million dollars uh, for women's charities, putting ladies on the map. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. Put them on the map. Put them on the map. Come on, come on there. Come on there. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I was, yeah, I was uh, watching this like documentary about her. And I, I mean, obviously it was a different time in the sense that like, I loved all that type of music, but like she was pointing out that all these radio stations had a rule where they would never play two women back to back, like all wow. the, so like she kind of started first, she went on a tour that was just her and Paula Cole double headlining and it like sold really well. And then that kind of was like the thing of like, yeah, this is stupid. Like people will pay yeah. to see women, only women. And uh mm-hmm end up making a festival that when I look at those lineups, I'm like, this would be the greatest day of my life. Yes. <laughs> if I, mean, I, absolutely. What I was getting to is this is t- Tommy is a Lilith fair maid. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> this is all music that he plays. Like if you're hanging out with Tommy late enough, you will hear <laughs> this music. Everybody on this list uh, at yeah, some point in the night. We got to be hanging out more, Tommy. Because like, this is uh, this is my wheelhouse as well. It's a uh, yeah. Those lineups are insane. I mean, you got Dido, a young Dido on the second yeah. stage, you know, and uh, a young Dido, so, <laughs> a young Dido on the yeah. second stage. Uh, yeah, I was reading like an interview with her in Rolling Stone, and uh, she's talking about there's kind of a uh, stir up around the Lilith Fair. People are arguing for a lack of diversity True. in terms of getting more men on <laughs> getting men on the lineup put them on the map and, uh, <laughs> wait was no one on the map before <laughs> no one's on the map it's a blank map a whole new map yep very useless map <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and so i guess she was waffling a bit like gosh should i have men on the uh little affair tour and ultimately decided no yeah that, at some point, that's just a regular old there. festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no uh, dudes allowed. No little fair, but yeah. I mean, if I could go back to and, and go to one concert from the nineties, I, yeah. I I think that that would be it. That's so sure. much bang for your buck there too. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's insane. That You're main down. stage lineup. Yeah, the cardigans were in there. Oh, love the cardigans. Yeah, you're gonna have a good it's time. Insane. That's a, that's a nice time um we have a voicemail we have a segment to get to here before oh, we start listening segment. to music all uh, right this is a popular seg people like this <laughs> seg a lot uh this is where we hear from friend and foe of the show jared thompson it's a uh he's our resident snob of the okay. show he's uh he's our biggest hater 
Um, he he usually hates everything we listen to unless it's an appreciation. I'm curious what he's. I have a feeling if I had to guess what Jared's gonna say, it's gonna have something to do with Toy Story. He's a big Pixar mm. head. Toy Story two, right? Toy Story there, two. Um, she yeah, sings yeah. the Jesse songs beautifully, oh, yeah. hauntingly. Uh, nominated Amazing. for an Oscar, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost to Phil Collins. <clears throat> And uh, I'm, but I'm curious. So here's uh, here's they went to Jared. What's up, y'all? This week's they went to Jared. The boys. Are- oh shit! Sorry. Defending Sarah McLaughlin. I assume we're back to a defense because I don't think that Sarah McLaughlin is certainly like a beloved by everyone artist, but certainly she's not like one of the worst. You know, it's not like she's terrible, but I probably fit along with most people, which is it's definitely melodramatic and. Um, you know, I think most people, she sort of almost inadvertently, probably for her love of animals, became a punchline because of the ASPCA commercial or whatever. But for me personally, like I'm almost, con- you know, contractually obligated to like any song in a Pixar movie. And when somebody loves me, loved me from Toy Story 2, it's just, it's too much. Like, it's like, it's one of the only times in the sort of, sad Pixar moment uh, pantheon, whether we're talking about, you know, Coco or Up, where it feels manufactured. And I think that that's part of the problem is that, like, she did the other thing with with the uh, with the pets ad. And so that makes it feel that way again. But, you know, I think all in all, it's it's fine. Like, I guess she can sing. I don't know. It's not like, you know, you know, third eye blind or something where like you just can't sing. Uh, but it's just kind of, I don't know, over the top anyway. All right. Well, I haven't talked to you guys in a while and, uh, hope you're doing well and love you guys. Thanks. All right. That was Jared. I know my man. I, I knew that I knew that Pixar would come in. I'm su- I'm surprised to hear him say that about the song being too much where it's like, I, I love that song. I will say it is maybe the saddest Pixar song. It's, it's very depressing and it's, uh, it's tough, but it's, I mean, it's what well, it's written by Randy Newman and, uh, <clears throat> it's just, a. I think she sings it very well. And I think her voice is great. Don't I really understand the shot. Don't really understand the shot at third eye blind in there. That, that, did, that just <laughs> seemed like a gut punch. Didn't really need it. What do you, what do you think about what Jared said? You know, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know if he goes in on bands usually like super hard. I felt like that was uh, relatively tame. The, the, the main thing I'm going to take issue with is saying, I guess she can sing player. Of course she can sing. She has one of the most angelic voices of the nineties. Yes, she can sing. That is, that's the cornerstone for Sarah for me. Is, is that beautiful? Yeah. I believe it's a mezzo soprano voice. My <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia serves correct. Uh, so yeah, she's a Carmela soprano, and I think yeah. it's like really beautiful. <laughs> that is great. And she does uh, have an incredible voice, though. Listening to those oh, yeah. songs today, I mean, I feel like that's indisputable. Yes, I, I, I'm also gonna, I'm gonna take issue with over the top, but uh, you know, I'm assuming that's due to kind of our collective idea of sarah mclaughlin due to i will remember you and mm-hmm. an angel and those angel. those adoption ads um you know because i feel like when you mention sarah mclaughlin you're either going to think of one of those two things yes. first and um you know so so i understand that but you know i think digging a little deeper into to her work you'll find that she's anything but over the top 
I, I think I think surfacing is is a, a masterclass in austerity. It's, it's it's a very minimal album, and um, I think she keeps it quite hushed. Mm. And um, yeah, so so I'm gonna say you know fuck that shit too. And, uh, <laughs> go fuck yourself, Jared. You know? no. Oh no! <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. I don't know you. I, so, I will say, I yeah. think you're the first person to ever call Jared player. <laughs> and, I, and also, that, that, that is kind of tamer. I think he's losing his edge. He's not been going in the way that uh, he once did. Uh, maybe maybe his, uh, he's he's softening up. Uh, well, that, that's the thing about Sarah McLaughlin. She's so kind and so, like, yes. such a giving person. And, you know, she has this huge history with, like, philanthropy and charity. And, you know, starting these music schools in Canada. And she's just such a great person that the only thing people can bully her about is an ad she did for adopting dogs. You know what I mean? It's like, that's all, you know. Also, she didn't edit the commercials. She made this no. all. Like, she they she made, took all those pictures. They made the videos yeah. so sad. She didn't do that, yeah. I don't think. Unless I'm no. Yeah. And she's gone back and said that they're, you know, cringe. Yeah, she cringed to her, you know. Actually, she's backtracked. <laughs> but she you know, those animals kind of deserve to be there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really I found um, one really good quote I wanted to read from her about it, though. Uh, while we're talking about that again, but uh, she said, yeah. uh, "I got a whole new audience out of it, out of those commercials. I swear, I'd be at Target in Missouri at ten o'clock at night, getting off the tour bus. I'd be going down the aisle, and two little old ladies would be like, Are you that dog lady?'" <laughs> <laughs> Which I think it's so funny. That's brutal. <laughs> it's such a harsh thing to hear. <laughs> I I heard that the the uh, the dogs on the shoot were very difficult to work with yes. because they were uh, they were the adopted rescue dogs that they were very skittish and she wanted to bring her own dogs on set because these dogs too tough to work with so you know just a little backstory on the dog situation with that commercial oh, in case you was wondering. Yeah, doggy diva sitch. <laughs> yeah, get those dogs out of there. Get these fucking dogs out of here. <laughs> it is tough. Like it's impossible to talk about her without talking about those commercials. And it's like yeah. it became a very hacky joke. I feel like in the you know totally. two thousands, you'd hear a lot of jokes about the over the topness of those. But you know, at the end of the day, it's cool that she did that, and uh, it's it's only a <clears throat> credit to her. I do. Want to play the song? So do, you gave us the playlist here. Do you do you have a preference of order of what song? I mean, if we're, if we're talking about the ad, you know, you could go. I feel go like there's an angel in there. And there's, there's an also angel a, in there. There's a story about that song that I that I uh, found that's great. So <clears throat> here's some of Angel. Just, just three dudes silently listening to Angel on Zoom. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> that's a <laughs> thing. You know? <laughs> so I guess that's a thing. Uh, 2021 sucks. <laughs> this was not on my bingo calendar. <laughs> guy who doesn't get it <laughs> uh so <clears throat> in this list of fun facts about sarah mclaughlin i found that uh this is what this says it says she saved a member of run dmc from committing suicide daryl dmc mcdaniels the other member of the uh, pivotal rap group run dmc credits sarah mclaughlin's song angel for lifting his spirits when he was considering committing suicide the two collaborated on the unlikely duet, Duet uh, Like Me. It's just uh, like me. There's a typo in that oh. list. Oh, so you saw this too? <laughs> I, I searched Duet Like Me <laughs> and figured out what happened. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, so uh, she's, that song saved uh, a member of Run DMC's life. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, originally, I guess the song was written about... Um, the drummer for Smashing Pumpkins who overdosed on um, heroin. Uh, or I guess he was partial, partial inspiration and, um, you know, just about the idea of uh, needing an escape from yeah. life when you feel so uh, depressed. Can't take it anymore. So um, it's a beautiful story, but I, I, the song that they collaborated on as a result of this like beautiful touching story is uh it's this is not it's not it it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a no for me dog can we play a little bit tom i sent it to your d i sent yeah. it an instagram dm um yes. and then i have another angel fact i want to give that is very relative to this show Oh, is this on the? Oh, you put it in there. Okay, my bad. I didn't yeah. realize you were. Oh, well, while you're while you're pulling it up, so you know who plays the upright bass on this song? I don't who? It is Jim Cregan of Bare Naked Ladies. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and by your band, right there. There you go. There you go. Okay, here's just like me uh, with uh, with DMC. Immediately bad. <laughs> DM thread, yes. but uh, still only the <laughs> second worst Cats in the Cradle cover I've heard. <laughs> Ugly Kid Joe sitting in number one still. The, I don't know if anyone remembers Ugly Kid Joe, Cats in the Cradle, but I don't. <laughs> you know, hey, you do yourself a favor, YouTube some of these guys' videos. Uh, the video for Everything I Hate About You is uh, quite a trip. Oh, You'll have fun. This is the most 90s <laughs> shit I can think of. But uh, yeah, we're veering off course. Got to stick to the McLaughlin route here. Um, yeah, that would that song wouldn't be uh, in my pro column on the, uh, the McLaughlin scoreboard. I felt like we had to we had to play it. <laughs> Just, well, it's like, play it. And it's so funny. Yeah, Run DMC being part of like the biggest rap rack. Uh, <laughs> 
rock rap collaboration ever with the Aerosmith walk this way. And then I was like, oh, we can get that magic going again. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Sarah. And- <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, yeah, that <clears throat> I get it. Did that ever end up on anything or is that just kind of that is on uh, rarities, B-sides and other stuff. Volume yeah. two. Uh, <laughs> oh, it didn't even make volume one. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty deep cut. Yep. That is that's about as deep as a cut can get. That's uh, you're going to want to go to the hospital. That's a gash, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh beautiful song though uh the angel not (laughs) (laughs) yeah angel's amazing i mean i think i love angel i mean if you can separate it from the context of that adoption ad and just kind Mm. of appreciate it on its own and within the context of the album i think it works a lot better um but uh yeah i mean it's just her and a piano i really like the way uh that that song in particular is produced um i mean that that piano sounds gorgeous her voice is in tip-top shape i mean it's it's a it's a beautiful song if you, if you let yourself go there and can kind of you know take off the mask of irony for a little bit it's kind of yeah you know, beautiful it song a, it was one of the go-to 90s somber songs yes. um yes. in a way that like i just think of like being at like memorials and stuff and it's like this is yeah. one of the songs we can play yeah. and it's yeah. kind of you get to say it's like religious too if it's a religious thing because they say yeah. the word angel so you can plug it in <laughs> right yeah. yeah absolutely i mean she kind of keeps her songs uh pretty broad and uh in, in general so it definitely does serve those like contexts fairly well um i will say of like you know, Angel and I Will Remember You, the two most overplayed McLaughlin songs. I got to go Angel. And, you know, yeah. I don't know where you guys are landing, but that's going to be my that. vote. I think I agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Tommy, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think if, if I had to pick one, but I will remember you, I think, I, I don't know which one would be the more, I wonder what the people's choice would be on that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. tweet at us. <laughs> what, what, what is the people's choice? Uh, in the classic battle <laughs> I, I mean this is some people are thinking about constantly of course I mean, I, I, i'm sure that everybody had a knee-jerk reaction They're like yeah we talk about this every day yeah like, we well, i was um i was shocked that because i will remember you isn't in her top five on spotify which obviously isn't are, are you a kidding total me? reflection but right. right now i know and that kind of shifts whatever yeah but it's not on there right now oh and that's Angel wild. Has, uh, 126 million but we can't see the number on in angels angels the big most listened to song of hers right yes yeah, yeah. okay or of them listed yeah of, of on spotify okay mm-hmm. yeah i mean that makes sense i i'm shocked to see to not to not see i will remember you i mean i feel like that's her signature song mm-hmm. yeah I mean, we're going angel though <laughs> we're an angel squad we're mm-hmm. yeah this is an angel household. You know? <laughs> uh, all right, let's hear another song here, and I'll just go down the uh, the list here. Okay, no, well, okay. Are you? I, we're getting into the the surfacing song. Yeah, let's. Yeah. Okay, surfacing. you know what? I <laughs> can I can I just say okay? I I love surfacing so much, but um, I gotta say it starts off with my least favorite song. So I gotta say, I'm not really a building a mystery head. And I I know that that's like one of her most popular songs. Yeah, it never really did it for me, and it definitely wasn't the song on the album that drew me in. Um, you know, so I, I I gotta say, you know, if you can 
get past building a mystery, then, then the rest of the album is like no skip central. I was actually surprised by that. And I was going to ask you about it just because, yeah, you're sending yeah. six songs from this album. And this is like the big, yeah, big number one it's, single. It's and, the big uh, banger. They played it I, twice during the documentary. Oh, really? <laughs> it gets double played. Yeah, dude, um, it'll but, drop that shit twice, you know. <laughs> yeah. I get it. And it's I like a, that song personally, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think it's fine. I don't think it's a bad song by any means. Um, mm. I do think it on the of the songs on the album, it's the one that probably sounds the most dated production-wise. Mm. I think there is uh something about it that sounds like very 1997, whereas the rest of the album doesn't. Um did you did you know uh, she, she uses the phrase Rasta wear in that song? No, I never noticed. That. <laughs> I didn't either. Until I looked at the lyrics, she's dropping the phrase Rasta wear. How'd she sneak that by me? She says Rasta in a way it's like you don't hear your ears do not hear the word Rasta. It's just like you know points for her for sneaking that phrase into that song. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a but yeah, but building a mystery. You know, I think it's all right. It's it's a little too. Uh, that one's a little too big for me to, to really get on board with, but um, you know, it's it's the big hit off of that album. Uh, I forgot I, about that song. I I just had to do a little listen of it to remember what it was. But building a mystery. Now, now I know, yeah. and now I'm refreshed. I feel refreshed too. <laughs> mystery solved. <laughs> that should have been in every episode of Mary Beast Town. Yep. <laughs> and it's my cover where it goes solving a mystery. <laughs> and everyone hates it. <laughs> Me and Run DMC. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Let's shall we hear some music? Okay. We can hear some music. I'm gonna say <laughs> sorry, I got I got a lot of thoughts on this. Please, album. Yeah, yeah. I'll say please, you kick sure. off. You kick off this album with the second track, I Love You, then which runs into Sweet Surrender, which runs into Adia. And that's like one of the best three song runs on mm. an album like of the 90s or ever. In my book, I just like that's the sweet spot for me. Mm-hmm. I think that those are uh, what a trifecta. And then, and then the four song do, do or the, the next song, Do What You Have to Do is really good, too. But I'm saying cream of the crop right there at those top three songs those three songs the meat um, of the lineup for me it's the meat baby <laughs> I mean, this is uh this is the t-bone steak of this album and apologies sure. to the aspca oh, yeah <laughs> this is your oh, KB, Rizzo, uh javi baez lineup this is uh... <laughs> exactly <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so, 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 which one are you gonna play first? So, I think we should do the run you just said. I think let's uh, start with "I Love You." Let's start with "I Love You" and see how it feels. All so right. It feels to just start with "I Love You." Bless <laughs> out, baby. Drive right into "Sweet Surrender." All right, here it is. Here's "I Love You."
fucked up. <laughs> I, know, I noticed you let that one go on a little longer than started, the other ones. I, I think you were really early. into it. Yep. I started it too early. I messed up. I, th- I think you were just really into it. You I was into it. Play the whole song. Uh, but what a what that song sounds like a cloud, man. It is. Uh, it's all texture and atmosphere, and just this like. Ooh, this like ambient, like white noise that's just like beautiful. And her voice sounds like so ethereal and ghostly. Mm -hmm. And this song is just floating, man. I think this is like the one song that's like, it could, it sounds like it could have dropped now. I mean, this is like a a timeless song, in my opinion. One of the best love songs ever. I, it's just simply an incredibly beautiful song. She really outdoes herself on this one. I think it's like the high water mark of the album. And it's yeah. also, yeah, <laughs> when you think of Sarah McLaughlin, you're thinking of like just a piano and singing, or you're thinking right. of, yeah, or the more like mid-tempo guitar based stuff. But this was like a mm-hmm. sound that I had not heard from her because I'd never listened to this full album. And it is like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very out of time with the 90s in a good way i think yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 super dreamy and, and again like credit to the, the production on this album because you know that that takes her in a in a it direction was Phil Spector the who did it, right? it was <laughs> yeah philly came out <laughs> came out of prison <laughs> just to vancouver <laughs> yeah he escaped dropped <laughs> into this album went back to prison escaped back into prison yes. afterwards but yeah but yeah man i mean you know that's that's the sarah mclaughlin that the people aren't going to discover if you know if they're just thinking she sounds like you know i will remember you so i think it's it's I say start there if you want to yeah. like get into what sir, what she's got going on. Otherwise, I think that's a solid song. start. I think it's start. Let's say you fucked around and you started with "I love you" and then you just <laughs> rode right into "Sweet Surrender." The okay, let's do it. Let's just take it into like that. Let's do it. Let's go. This one I'm skipping forward. <laughs> comes back in that's beautiful yeah that's beautiful the, you, you you skip to one of my favorite parts too that 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 breakdown where she says yes. i miss everything about you yeah. that breaks my heart mm-hmm. and then it's it's everything like drops out and you can just like hear like the guitar string like yeah. being touched and that that's such like a beautiful sonic like detail that. in that song yeah. 
I was thinking um, that this song is like, I call this the 1979 of 1997. <laughs> 1979, I'm, I'm referencing um, the Smashing Pumpkins song because it's, it's, it's a song that, <laughs> yeah. that moves along very similarly in this like, mm-hmm. it's got this like forward momentum, but it's like very hushed and like whispered yeah. as this like kind of chill to it, but it's like got a velocity. And I think, you know, it's, it's both those songs have like a similar energy and and they kind of like rely on these like sonic details that propel the song in a beautiful direction. I think, you know, Sweet Surrender is, what can you, what else can you say? It's a classic Jeez. song, you know? Jeez. I would not want to hear Billy Corgan cover it though. <laughs> Whoa! No. Stay away, Billy. Don't do it. Billy, Billy no. There's, um. Billy, no. Billy, no. Billy? No, I can't do it. What do you do with that guitar, Billy? Please. Uh, Billy, back off. Um, you know, that, uh, yeah, I that that was the song that, that was the second single off the album. And that was the one that I heard where I was like, I'm buying this album. I got to get this album. This is it. I love this song. This is the one that drew me in. I, th- this should have been the first single if I had my way. But, um, you know, there's a, but that's like the definitive version to me. Because if you see like, because I saw like a live version she did on Tonight Show around the time. It's not as good, man. They're just, they're just making it sound like uh, taking it too many like different up, make it kind of like an upbeat thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of loses the sensuous cool that that version has. So sure. Sweet, Surrender, Sweet Surrender album version, definitive <laughs> in my book, definitive. It's canon. Case closed. <laughs> Case closed, baby. <laughs> Solving a mystery right there. <laughs> um, this next one, Tom, will you start this next one at 30 seconds in? Just because I want to make sure we get to a chorus. Um, this okay. Is, uh, this, is my, this is my favorite from the list. Uh, I, I had not heard it as of this Sunday, and I love it. So, Which which one was it again? Is it Witness or Full? Uh, ADA. ADA. Oh, ADA. ADA. All right. Here we go. Here we go. I spoiled the list a little bit, but that's all right. Here's the idiot. <laughs> all right. baby i love it so much baby that's very <laughs> tommy you had never heard that song until sunday no until you brought so, it up on sunday with the party oh, yeah? i was like i gotta listen to this song and immediately it was like this is my shit a hundred percent this is so what i oh. and i love the chord progression vocals oh. are amazing the melody's so cool i'm so all in on it it's so oh, that's great i yeah i think for this for this song I'd say it's the tiny dancer of the nineties. That's like screaming <laughs> to be used in a movie and have like a group of people sing along. To yes. It. You know, this is a, this is a song I want to like 
sing with a bunch of people in a bar at like 2 a.m. I think it's um, such, such a great song to sing along to. I, I will, um, this is a song, I can't listen to the song once. Like if, if I play, I have to like listen to it three or four times in a row because yes. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just, it just means that much to me. I mean, this, uh, this is uh, one of those songs that has unlimited replay value. I'll never get sick of this song. I, yeah. you know, I haven't yet, you know, and, and I don't intend on doing so. This song <laughs> has, um, th- this song has one of the f- best lines, which is, um, there's no one left to finger. And every time she says that, <laughs> I gotta have to do a little, huh? yeah. Sarah. The comments, the comments in the uh, this video are people arguing because no one left to finger means no one left to blame. But yeah. boy, does it not sound like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say the blame part first yeah. so people know <laughs> where you're going. Yeah, um, oh yeah, my, my mind's going straight in the gutter with that one, but uh, oh, it's you know, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, this it's just a, it's a phenomenal beautiful song that i think you know the verses have a little bit of like a tinge of melancholy to them and then that chorus kicks in oh yeah. all joy it's all yeah. hope it's all optimism so good it's just a it. perfectly balanced song Oof. now by Idiot, the time baby. you get to this part of the album on this new version you are you are cooking oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah now now I I know I put witness in there, but I was thinking I kind of like um, do what you have to do a little bit better. I wish I put that okay. one instead. You can, you can, you can do <laughs> a live switch. Do a live switch. You can do a live switch. I mean, okay. it's never been done before. <laughs> <laughs> it's never been the game. Work. Um, let's see if I uh, wait. What's it called? You said do what you have to do. Yeah. So this one's yeah. on surfacing. It's right after yeah. Adia. Okay. All right. We're switching it up. Right after Adia. Yes. We're gonna hear do what you have to do. Here it mm. is. Yeah. I'm gonna turn it up. This is another beautiful piano ballad from Miss mm. McLaughlin. And I got to say, the opening line of this song is um, is up there with uh, David Berman's Random Rules. Is like one of my Ooh, favorite like that. opening lines to a song. Yeah, you, in 1984, I was hospitalized for perfection. Yeah. I'm going to say the opening line of this song is on par with that. It says, what ravages of spirit conjured this temptuous rage? 
that's like some Shakespeare shit to yeah, me. Man, I mean, that this is, is, this yeah, is that an is. incredible opening line. And, um, you know, it is a beautiful song about, you know, not being able to, to be with uh, the person you want to be with. And, you know, it, it's, it's pretty broad, but, you know, that's, it's a very universal, like feeling you mm-hmm. can, you know, cling on to. And um, gosh, I just, I, I love the melodies in this song. I love where her voice goes in the chorus and uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, this breaks my heart every time. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful uh, all right. So that leaves us with one song left here. We got one song. We got one left. Do you want to? Do you want to stick with what you uh you came in with, or you got another switcheroos for it? Now, <laughs> what I thought we kind of ran through them all because we did uh we did Angel, yep. we did the, the, those four songs. Um, then, witness is the last one, or no, he switched, switched oh, out full witness. of grace, full of, full of grace. grace. Full of yeah. grace, I put on there. Okay, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about all it. Right. Right. <laughs> here's here's full of grace. Winter is cold and bitter. This is the first time on the album she's really dipping into the strings. She kind of just held off for like nine tracks, but on this penultimate <laughs> track, she introduces a, a string arrangement into the mix and and does it so beautifully and delicately. Um, you know, I, I just this is one of those uh, that chorus is killer. I feel like you could have slipped like someone could have sung this in Toy Story. You know, I think uh, mm-hmm. it's it's got that uh, that kind of vibe to it, but. Yeah, I mean, just a just another stunner. The way she she says like chills me, chilled me to the bone. The way she says bone <laughs> just kills me. Um, yeah, it's 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 a really beautiful. Song. What's that line? There's no one left to finger, no one left to bone. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky Sarah, she's naughty, naughty girl. <laughs> naughty Sarah. <laughs> But stay away, Billy. <laughs> Billy, get out of here! No, Don't do it. <laughs> um, before we get to the comments uh, from from the peanut guy, I, I yes. really quick had one YouTube comment I wanted to read from the documentary I watched about her. Um, I just didn't want to let this go before I forgot about it. <laughs> but um, 
Um, so this documentary was made in 2004, mm-hmm. but they only uploaded it to YouTube in May of 2020. Very strange timing Weird. to be thinking about Sarah McLaughlin. Yes. But uh, uh, one of the comments uh, is uh, says, Sarah McLaughlin was born from God. Literally, God brainwashes her when she writes her music. I never seen someone make just stunning music. <laughs> Brainwashes her. <laughs> that sounds like some cult yeah. stuff. It's like terrifying. God yeah. brainwashes Literally. her, <laughs> and then she writes a song. <laughs> Literally, God blurbs her, and then yeah. <laughs> that's Tino Might. He doesn't need to brainwash anyone. <laughs> it's all powerful. Why would he need to brainwash anyone? Um, yeah, if that reminds me of a, a YouTube comment I saw on the Adia music video, which was this guy, this guy said, I'm 37 and I'm still listening to Sarah. <laughs> and it's like, that's the perfect age to be listening what to Sarah. <laughs> She's not I'm rocking. 37, still listening to Sarah. It's like, yeah, man, that's like the peak that. time. It'd be weird to be like, I'm four years old and I love listening to Sarah. <laughs> I'm still listening to Sarah. <laughs> Still listening. <laughs> Can't stop me. Uh, yeah, it's funny. It's very funny. All right. So as Tommy tipped off, we do have to get to the peanut gallery. I want to see oh, the best. Her, those her Facebook comments. Media. Yeah, the Facebook comments. The we have, right. I think we got quite a few Patreon comments here. Yeah, nothing too. on the Twitter, but oh gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We got some we got some Patreon people who chimed in. And as always, if you want your comments guaranteed to be read, you gotta get on that Patreon. It's only three dollars. A freaking month, and you get bonus episodes every week. Which, by the way, we got to record that too. I forgot. Um, <laughs> oh, this trip! All right, uh, let's get to the let's get to the peanut gallery. So, um, first comment here is from James Buntrock, who says, "I think Surfacing is one of the best pop albums of the '90s. Every yeah. track, good, great album to put on and just chill to. Too bad the association with the animal cruelty stuff seemed to turn people off from her music." Hard to listen to, to and not think of sad puppies. It's true. Yeah, I mean, this, but that's basically my thesis statement that I've been <laughs> hammering home this whole time. Um, so I'm gonna, you know, hard agree with that. I, I, I kind of missed the whole like blow up with the um, the adoption ad stuff. I, you know, just wasn't paying attention. So you know, I consider myself fortunate. That's like slowly the music too much for me. Mm-hmm. Right, but, right. You know. I didn't realize. So maybe it's uh, one of the reasons she's so big on adoptions. She's adopted, and uh, she is. Yeah, and it, there's a weird part of her Wikipedia. Uh, it's like after she started her music career, where it's like, and then she met her mom, although she didn't really want to, and, uh, <laughs> yes. and then it yeah. just moves on to the next. <laughs> it's one of those weird Wikipedia lines where it's like, how do you know she felt ambivalent? Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you know that? Source needed, <laughs> citation needed. It was something she had mixed feelings about because she obviously wanted to see the person, but uh, deep down she knew that uh, her real mother was the one that took her in. <laughs> Like, yeah. what are you talking? And she had like a really rough night of sleep the night before, so she was like kind of crabby. <laughs> that's like that's like oh, it's definitely she wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, yeah. Also, I mean, we got to talk about that thing with the stalker, which is crazy. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, so that was something that came up in the documentary, and I was kind of shocked by it. she had, yeah, like this kind of really intense stalker who. He claimed that like the letters that he'd written her inspired the song Possession. That was kind of an early big song of hers. And he sued her about it. But uh, he ended up 
taking his own life and during the lawsuit it was this whole crazy thing that like i just i just wouldn't associate with her yeah yes yeah yeah i just wouldn't associate it with her like music you don't think of like that kind of fandom it was was just a crazy fact that (laughs) yeah very weird and probably like very fucked up time for her yes she's had a really hard life it seems like yeah um Mm -hmm. Which is like, I mean, her music definitely um, shows that a little bit. Like, I, one of the fun facts about her was that she wanted to, she made a Christmas album that's just very sad. <laughs> she's like, yeah, Christmas is bad for me, you know. Yeah, uh, my family. It's just like it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, you can tell she's gone through it. Um, all right. Christmas is a sad time. Yep. It can yep. be sometimes. <laughs> I know you don't think so, Tommy. <laughs> well, well, my buddy James Murphy has some thoughts. <laughs> Apparently, it'll break your heart. It'll break your heart. That's a great song. I love that song. Um, all right. Randy Ramos says Sarah McLaughlin has a catalog of songs you would hear in a coffee shop and think, oh, this song is okay. Perfectly fine music and someone who does a lot of charity, but ultimately will only be remembered for sad animal commercials. God damn, damn Randy. Rough. That's brutal. Um, Randy, dig deeper, dude. <laughs> dig deeper, man. You gotta dig get out of the coffee man. shop, dude. <laughs> you got to get out. You gotta put sp- surfacing on your Spotify right now. Give it a listen. Get high alone and listen to it. <laughs> Shovel up, great- Randy. <laughs> get out of here, Randy. Bobby, get out of here, <laughs> Billy. Get out. Billy, Take get Randy. Out, Billy. <laughs> Billy, come on. Yeah. Uh, don't do it. Just picture him like with his mouth next to a microphone. He's like starting to do it. No, Billy. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> uh, Trevor Rodman says the only time you hear her now is on a sad pet adoption commercial. It's horrible that most people would associate you with that over any musical accomplishment. It's horrible that most people would associate you with that over any musical accomplishment is depressing. Uh, I think there's a run on there, brother. Uh, great cause, <laughs> obviously, but you know what I'm saying, hopefully. Yeah, uh, I think so. Um, Ron Trimbath says every girl I dated in middle school owned surfacing. That's right. All both of them. Damn. Self burn. <laughs> Damn. I didn't know anyone that had surfacing in high school. I kept it a secret. <laughs> I was like, I, yeah, that was one of those albums. I was like, kind of, um, yeah, embarrassed. I guess to uh, to like at the time because, mm-hmm. um, you know, that can that can crash your your stock in high school sure. popularity. But, um, you. you know, uh, yeah. So so, you know, I wish I wish I knew some some girls were in uh, surfacing. <laughs> It would have been a great thing for me to talk about with a good icebreaker. <laughs> I've been like rolling up to them that three track run. I was like, hey, check this out. Yeah. I burned this album for you. It's the whole album, but just in a different order. Yeah. <laughs> Billy the Mystery's gone. We took that one off. Oh, that's my favorite one. You don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she's a building a mystery girl not for me not for me Such a specific need. oh yeah. you like you like Sarah McLaughlin oh but you like building mystery yeah it's the worst Seinfeld episode I'm bored until that yeah. <laughs> she's a building a mystery girl <laughs> I'm an idiot guy <laughs> oh man uh all right dan clark says uh well ahead of her time i imagine a little fair tour would be even bigger than it was 20 years ago yep that's what yeah, we're talking about very much true 
Uh, I would love to see that. Get Jewel out there. That'd be a nice time. Uh, All right. Lita Class writes, her voice really is angelic. Some of my favorite songs are Vox, Into the Fire, Good Enough, and the live version of Black Deep Cuts, LOL. My brother uh, actually introduced me to her after uh, in my teen years. He felt bad. He advised my father against buying me a Green Day album after I uh, thought he was cool. Uh, (laughs) um, Present day, I do believe he made up for it. All right. Well, there you go. (laughs) um that's the patreon like you said nothing on twitter so i'll read we got some we got i think we got a lot of facebook but i don't have time to read all of them um yeah i I will say while you're looking at those that they were going to bring back the little fair tour like around 2010 but Mm -hmm. um they didn't have enough uh ticket sales oh guess there wasn't enough interest in it and um women yeah taking off the map uh, <laughs> ladies you're off dudes back on dudes get on the map <laughs> billy stay away from that map <laughs> billy, don't touch the map uh all right um on the facebook michael martin says a uh, remarkable songwriter overshadowed by her animal welfare commercial yep that's what we're hearing uh, rachel goldman says her song on the toy story 2 soundtrack made me cry like a bitch yep, yep. uh true 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 yep. uh meredith dover says building a mystery slaps Ooh. oh that's too bad Meredith. not for me not for me <laughs> not gonna happen sorry <laughs> i do want to reiterate that i like it too I, I like I want to reiterate that I like it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Do not flip-flop on this time. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's no idea. Yeah. It's no idea. I'm team idea, baby. <laughs> the political attack and tying into wrong claims to not like building a mystery. <laughs> yeah, it was the first, it was the um first song played on an iPod. Wow. Straight up, like when Steve Jobs was introducing the iPod, that was the first song that is that true? Played. Yeah. What the what? hell? You didn't see that in the 50 fun facts? That fact's fun as hell. That's a top 10 facts, fun fact. One of the facts is that she surfs <laughs> and they left that out. Oh bitch. Crazy. Yes. <laughs> that wow. Fun. I can I confirm can't... that. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um should have been Adia. Yeah, yep, he fucked up. Alphabetically, it would have been. <laughs> You're just the guy booing Steve Jobs. Miracle <laughs> <laughs> uh, <the> technology. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing, we've never seen anything like it. <laughs> oh, that's the song was the top track of Steve Jobs' favorites playlist. That's crazy. Wow. Wow. There you go. There you go. Uh, not for you. Uh, Courtney Gilmore <laughs> says, ice cream is highly underrated, and so is she. Yep, there you go. Yeah. I haven't really gotten into much um the earlier stuff. I could I couldn't really get into and, and the stuff after surfacing I couldn't really get into. But you know, a lot of people like uh, fumbling toward ecstasy. You know, that that's kind of the number one for most people. Um so I'm still trying to get into that one. Mm-hmm. Just haven't done it. Just haven't done it, but I'll give ice cream a spin after this. <laughs> see what's up dick. with it. Give it a couple licks. Um, give it a couple licks. Tasty licks. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey Asmus uh, says the best voice of the '90s. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. You yep. You know, I, I might, I might confirm that it's, it's pretty up there for me. It's Jared's beautiful. not gonna like that. 
Uh, Jason Staples says she's rad. I love the song she sings on that Delirium record. I wouldn't know about all that. Um, I don't know about that. Seneca Stone says, first CD I ever shoplifted was surfacing. Recently bought this vintage shirt to commemorate my love for building a mystery. I think we're seeing the type of people who like building a mystery. <laughs> Thieves! <laughs> that's so cool that that's the first CD she shoplifted. That rocks. That's so cool. <laughs> that's a baller-ass move. You got I mean, hey steal this cd you know um, <laughs> yeah this shirt is cool it's a it's the, the shirt she posted is a picture of that album cover. oh shit <laughs> i gotta get this shirt you got some fit shirt. You need i gotta get this shirt you i need, need a new summer shirt. shirt i gotta start repping sarah mclaughlin out in the world <laughs> as a conversation <laughs> piece yeah. this is kind of a first step to this you know kind of getting that out there and yeah i gotta get this shirt let people know what's up <laughs> Get a shirt with the track list of the album and cross off. (laughs) Uh, All right. That does it for the peanut gallery. And that brings us to the final segment of this show, which is where we rate the playlist. But before we do that, you get the floor. Uh, You get to four for your final thoughts on Sarah McLachlan. For us, you know, I, yeah, I think I said everything that I wanted to say. I think, you know, if, if you are still, Thinking of Sarah McLaughlin as uh, the person from the sad dog commercial, you got to get over it and you got to give surfacing a chance and you got to start at track number two. I think this is one of my top five albums of 1997 and just a a certified banger that stands the test of time. Um, I, yeah, no skips. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful album and Sarah McLaughlin needs to be canonized in the musical the critical community and you know more people need to to talk about her respect her and you know let's let's get the mclaughlin renaissance going that's that's basically you know all all i want Oh, unfortunately it's tough for it to, that <laughs> beautifully spoken it's tough to get a portmanteau for that though yeah. the McLaughlin-a-sons. like it's hard to uh right i tried i don't know if you caught that i tried almost for a second i was like can't quite do it i thought of a lot of mclaughlin puns beforehand but i couldn't think of you know i i thought you know i didn't say it but uh i thought a fun way to, to start this conversation would have been a. Uh, McGlock the gates. <laughs> I'm glad it got put in there somewhere. Yeah. That would have been you know. to miss that. What's yeah. up, McGlockers? Mother Clockers. <laughs> McGlockineers. Um, I do want to also point out the importance of this album seems it to, the it took such a dip as you were saying. It was a top five. <laughs> Albums of nineteen. I think was, I was like top five albums of all time. Nope. Nineties. Nope. Nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, you know, I. It's it's uh well ninety-seven was a really great year for music. Um, but I mean, you know, it's it's up there for me. It's up there. I I feel like this one, you know, gets a uh, a lot of replay value more than uh, you know a lot of stuff from that year for me. I, you know what. I'll say it. I think I'm playing surfacing a little bit more than OK Computer, you know? Whoa. Shots fired. (laughs) Get at me, Radioheads. (laughs) What's up? Let's do this. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I am going to say it. Uh, That's crazy. But it's hey, wild. This is my time. <laughs> We're talking McLaughlin. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Shots fired at the radio heads. I love uh, OK Computer, but. So good. But this is, <laughs> hey, this is this is good stuff. Tommy, yeah. I'm going to let you take the lead here. What uh, what do you give this playlist out of six? I really loved, uh, really loved listening to this album that I had not done a deep dive on. A lot of the albums of, uh, yeah, like 90s female singer songwriter albums I've, I've played a lot like Cheryl Crow in at music club was fair exile and guyville that i've given a lot of attention to and uh this i never had and i think it was i suffered from that thing that everyone was talking about of just like knowing angel and i will remember you and thinking of it as like a schmaltzy sentimental type thing just kind of assuming it would all be like that but uh hearing adia really uh really blew my mind and changed my world um i want to give this uh i'm gonna go with a five five out of six um that's cool i really really enjoyed it adia immediately went on to my spring playlist that only has four days left when i switched to the summer playlist but it's been getting a lot of plays till then so uh, yeah really enjoyed it five out of six for me five out of six i was thinking right along the same lines because i yeah i liked that song a lot a, a lot i loved uh sweet surrender i love you's great uh you know i want to dock uh for the last second switcheroo but i'm not gonna do it that's true i'm giving a point for that so uh yeah angel is just a you know if you can find a way in your hearts and minds to separate it from the dogs it's uh it's a good time uh let those dogs out um, <laughs> um, and uh yeah i i think i'm gonna go with a with a solid uh i think i'm gonna go f- 4.8. That's what uh, it sounded like you said five yeah. earlier. So I was going five. <laughs> yeah. and I decided that I didn't want to be a copycat. So <laughs> that's the problem. could do 5.2. That's true. I was thinking about doing <laughs> that. You know what? 5.1. I'll split the difference. Yeah. A perfect split between 4.8 and 5.2. <laughs> uh, you get to rate it too, Tyler. What do you What do you think? Baby, we're going seven out of six on this one. You know, <laughs> there you go. Getting us to eighteen point two out of eighteen. You know, <laughs> if if I gotta be honest, you know, I would probably put a different song on there other than Angel, but I thought we needed to talk about Angel. Yes. But I, I, you know, there are there are other songs that I like a little bit better than Angel. But whatever. I mean, we're just splitting hairs at this point. Yep. Seven out of six. There it's an amazing album. It's an you amazing know. album. Beautiful. Get into this, it. Get into that, it. Billy, stay it. away. But the rest of you, get into it. Uh, this has been so fun, man. Is there anything you would like to promote on the way out? Yo, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Tynan WVH DeLong. And you can get my music takes and the stories yes. that I'm usually popping off with. Uh, catch me on Vimeo. Tynan DeLong. You can see some of my directing work. And, uh, you know, I guess that's it. You know, Hell yeah. But, Google me, see what's up. Follow if you want. <laughs> Google this man. Google uh, this. Google this. <laughs> yeah, Google what he is. Yes, I just I flipped off the camera. It was hilarious. That was good. That's good stuff. Um, uh, if you happen to live anywhere near Lafayette, Louisiana, or Houston, Texas, and you're listening to this uh, as it comes out, I will be there. I'll be in Lafayette on Friday, and I will be in Houston on Saturday. Uh, just check my social media for details uh, and get on that Patreon. It's patreon.com slash stand by your band for bonus episodes every week. Tommy, 
What else? Yes. Uh, so Sunday I'll be at Tom's show at the Sultan. Yes. Room. I think they are almost sold out. So it, it's almost sold out. I think there's only like 10 tickets left and it's uh they're going to go. So it's yeah. David Cross, baby. You're going to want to get in there. Um, great lineup. Jordan Jensen's on there too. And I can't remember. I think we had to switch somebody, but um, yeah, get over there. And then uh, any others over there? Yes. And then, yeah, yeah. Monday, uh, the 21st, which is my old little birthday. I'll be over at Littlefield. Oh. Uh, so come to that show for the big weird. And then uh, next Friday is me and Luke Monis' show at Union Hall. So come to that. We're almost sold out of that one, too. So it was going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. 25th Friday, Union Hall. Hell yeah. All right. Well, this was such a great time. Thanks so much. Hey, I, I, I got I got one line to take us out if I can. Yeah. Take us out. <laughs> Keep on McLaughlin in the free world. <laughs> Keep on McLaughlin in the free world, baby. You heard it. Keep it crispy, people. All right, bye. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.